Welcome to Sports and a Slice of Life. And now, here's your host, Dave Lewis. Always like catching up with friends and find out what they were doing. So, uh, Andy Thompson, head coach at Sacramento State, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I've had a big weekend. <laughs> had to travel over, play a football game at Stanford. So, oh, because I was going to you know, talk about my barbecue and stuff I did. So, you had a football game. So, how'd that go? Football game went well. So, it was good. Uh, Andy, more than good. That was a major win for your program. You know, a lot of folks go into these FCS against FBS and, hey, maybe we'll you know be scrappy and compete and get a check. But I felt like the whole week and talking to folks around the program, hey, this wasn't going to be a shocker if you won the game. You were going there to win. Yeah, I mean, you, as a competitor, you want to do that every time you go out on the field. Um, I do think we wanted to improve. I think we did that in some regards um, as a football team from the first two weeks. Um, I thought we, we really had some adversity in the game, and we came back and, and handled it really well, especially in the first half. Um, getting down, we, we didn't want to get down 14-3, to three, but guys stayed with it and, and kept, kept battling and, and uh, got to the fourth quarter and made some plays. So it was a really close ball game. Stanford's really well coached. They do a great job. And to come out with a win was a good way to end our non-conference. So yeah, Stanford came out, Andy, with a 13 play drive. They ran it 12 times. And really, you kind of ran it down your throat in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of adjustment did you make in their run game as it progressed? I came out with a formation we hadn't seen in a little while. Actually, the last team that did a ton of that was when we played at Cal um, a couple of years ago. They had three tight ends on the line and, and lined up. And um, as coaches, we had to make sure our guys knew where to fit and where to go. And, and then just some of the communication um, with the tempo when they were running. We got them into a couple third downs, and they converted. So it was kind of a combination of things um, from, a, from a coaching standpoint. I think the players also kind of settled down and tackled better um, after that series. But, uh, yeah, it was a few things, you know, wrinkles in the game plan. And Coach Taylor did a good job of coming out with a few things that we weren't prepared for. And, and once we got it settled down, um, kids played well. Couldn't have been prepared for that onside kick. You're down 14-3. They get the ball. They're on the verge of going up 21-3. And, hey, maybe the level of confidence is shaking a little bit. And I think at this point, maybe the biggest play of the game was the Caleb Nelson interception off the deflection. Yeah, it was a really nice play by him. Kylan Ross actually, you know, missed it. Um, Pretty close to him making the interception. But all the guys on that play had to do their job. Armand Bailey, you know, if you showed the clip, was – walling off the number three receiver that was going behind. It was a good rush by Jet Stanley, who played really well in the game, um, three sacks. And so it was, a, it was a good rush, good coverage. And at that moment, it gave us some momentum to get back in the game instead of going down 21 to three. What does a play like that do for the spirit of the sideline? Can you feel the energy shift when something like that happens? Yeah, anytime you get a takeaway, especially down there close, um, you know, it does. It gives your, your, your whole sideline a a bolt of energy and and on offense I know after that possession we started executing at an even higher level and went down and scored and and uh, made some plays and so yeah it gave our team some energy that we needed and that's how you got to do it as a team it's truly a team game um, special teams defense offense um, have to be able to answer when one of the, the the sides of the ball does something well not just that you scored on the next position, but how you scored, you get close and you pull something out of the bag with a trick play. The yeah. flip, 
and then uh, ETT cashing in. Yeah, Chris Richardson um, gets a lot of props for that. He does our short yardage goal line, and you know that's that, that's a pretty familiar play in high school football. You know, um, but not many colleges run it, and it was very well designed. The players did a great job of executing it. Kind of caught him off guard a little bit and, and, and got a touchdown. So great job by the offensive staff and and, uh, and the players executing. And you get a quarterback run to close out the half. And, hey, mm-hmm. now we're not just competing. You got a shot to win. And I saw the, the players walking off, actually running off, skipping off to the locker room while the Stanford guys were you know, kind of walking with their, their heads down. Definitely a different spirit as you went into each locker room. Yeah, we talked about that before the game um, is finishing the half strong. That's something, you know, we haven't done really in the first half of ball games. Um, Nichols scored right before the half and then Texas a and Commerce actually um, had an interception right before the half and went down and scored. And so we hadn't done a great job of that. That was kind of a point of emphasis is to try to get some momentum going in the locker room and then obviously trying to finish the game in the fourth quarter. So trying to finish both halves is, was an emphasis and the Players did a nice job of that, and and you could feel some momentum um, scoring before the half there. Yeah, knockdown drag out in the second half, and you had a point, you had a big, big decision to make, whether, hey, we're going to kick a field goal for the tie or go for the lead. Uh, what are those discussions like with, with you and, and Bobby Frescas? Because I know I'm with Jason Ross on the radio booth, and he's pointing, go for it. I say, hey, they're going to go for it, and you opted to kick it. So what were the things you were weighing right there? A couple things, you know, we had worked pretty hard to get down there, um, but they had, they had stuffed us a little bit on, on been real close when it was anything other than third and one. And it was kind of a longer two, you know, and so percentage wise, you know, making that play in that situation, I thought it would really um, if we got points and out of that drive because we had moved the ball down there, I thought we could play good defense and we would get the ball back to our offense with plenty of time in the game. What I didn't want to do is put it all on that play and then you're playing from behind and then you're having to use your timeouts to stop the clock and, and um, they're running the ball. And then, you know, so, you know, it, those are, you know, I had about probably 10 seconds to make that decision and uh, went with the field goal. But, you know, the great thing is our field goal kicker was ready to go. And that was his longest field goal of his career, 44 yards. And he did an outstanding job of, of executing and giving us a chance to tie it up. And again, keep that momentum that you were talking about, um, going at that point of the football game. We were talking uh, prior to the AM Commerce game about field goal range. You go, hey, Dave, I think it's 46, 47. So you're right there on the edge, and he didn't make it by much. No, he didn't, but he, he, it counts all the same. Um, yeah, exactly. He's been real smooth. It gave me confidence earlier in the game that he made two other ones. You know, that was his third field goal of the night, and it was kind of that way in the ball game. Um, they were very stout up front, too. Um, and so, you know, at that point, they'd seen a lot of the plays that we'd already run in short yardage situations compared to early in the game where we went for it on a fourth and three. And Cade made a nice play to scramble and get the ball to Gandy. So there was a lot of things that go into that. Um, and analytics can help with that. And I do study some of the analytics part of the game and what you're doing. But I also um, try to have to have a feel for what's best for our team at that spot. And you get a play. I'm sure it's exactly the way you drew it up on the sideline for the game winner. Right. I mean, just the way you thought, you know, hey, maybe we'll flush the quarterback out and then flip it and come up with a miracle with Fulcher running down the sideline. What was it like for you to watch that firsthand? I've seen that quite a few times in practice with Caden. Um, I've been on the other side of it, kind of pulling my hair out as a defensive coordinator um, when he would run around and you think you have him and then he makes an unbelievable 
play. We practice two minute every Wednesday and we've gone back and forth with offense and defense. And so I really am not surprised when he starts to move in the pocket. Um, it's tough on a defense to uh, be able to make sure all the eligible receivers are covered. And he made a great play. And then Fulcher has just been outstanding for us with his effort, his ability to catch the ball, his ability to run after he catches it. You know, he made a big time play uh, in the Nichols game down there um, on third and 11. And he got the first down uh, or actually got us to fourth and one. And then we went for it in the game. So he's done it all year for us. He's a great threat throwing, catching, you know, he's a punt returner too. Um, and those guys made a great play. So definitely not how we drew it up, but I have definitely seen Caden do it quite a bit in practice. Oh, I want to give Fulcher a shout out in a lot of areas. I know as a coach, you appreciate this stuff. He had a great uh, pass protection at Nichols that allowed a, a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And then against Commerce, he ran down a guy after an interception. So I know people get hung up on the yards and the, mm -hmm. and the things are spectacular, but those are the little things that I'm sure coaches noticed in film that set examples for the rest of the guys on the team. Yeah, we talk about them as details because if you don't have detail in what you're doing, it's tough to to execute. And he's done a great job of that in every phase. You're, you're right. He had some great blocks in the game. If you would go back and watch the film and his pass blocking, um, he ran the ball tough. He ran over the safety to start the half that got just a ton of momentum going for our, our team. Um, he's been a constant worker. and um, I'm really glad that he's getting uh, the reward because he worked extremely hard this offseason and he's playing at a really high level. And fittingly enough, after getting kind of pushed over at the beginning of the game, was your defense that sealed the deal as uh, they really brought the heat late in the game. And, of course, the coverage doing its thing on that fourth and long, incomplete. And from that point, victory formation and a win in a place that seemed like a home game. I mean, we saw these fans reacting. And I know we, I asked you the other day, I said, hey, could you feel – the energy of those fans from Sacramento. He said, absolutely. I mean, they, they're yeah. chaining defense and, and they were a big part of that win. Yeah, I really appreciate all the support we've gotten. And it starts with our, our president, Dr. Wood. And he was there at the game and he's he's made it a big effort with, with uh, the, the campus to support um, not only just the football program, but all of athletics. And uh, it's, it's a great vibe on our campus right now and in our community. And it was huge on Saturday, especially at the end of the game when they're chanting defense, to, you know, to try to get a stop at the end. And, and the place was electric. And there was a lot of alumni there. It was awesome to see some of my uh, former players that have been on Hornet football teams. They were in the front row yelling and screaming as fans. So pretty cool to see all of uh, the support uh, for this team and, and well-deserved with these guys because they put in a lot of work and, and uh, Saturdays are, are for them. You're right about the families. I saw Abel or Dows in the parking lot and yep. hung out with him for a little bit as well. So yeah, there was a bunch of them. Pretty cool. Hey, what's this been like for you? You have three games now as a head coach, all those years as a, a coordinator, you, you mm -hmm. work with some really good ones, obviously, Coach Taylor and Drum Sowers. And then you mentioned Rocky Long, San Diego State. Uh, mm -hmm. Now that you finally get to sit in the big boys chair, uh, what's this been like for you? And what more do you have to learn? No, oh, I have a lot to learn. Every day I learn something new. There's a lot more of this. There wasn't nearly as many interviews or, um, you know, a lot more cameras. But behind the scenes, you know, every day is trying to stay on a routine um, because you are responsible for more things. And uh, that's been the biggest challenge is making sure I'm, I am the head coach and I'm here for everybody in the program, not just one side of the ball um, as I was before. Um, it's been really very rewarding to, to be around such so many great people that are trying to help you. And our, and our staff has been awesome. We hired some new guys. They've been a great 
Um, the guys that were here, the bond that we have and we share is very strong. And then just working for a guy like Mark Orr, who's been there to help me um, through everything uh, as an athletic director. So I don't feel like I'm doing this alone. Um, I definitely on game day, it's a little different, you know, making adjustments. I normally be standing back there with my back turned to the offense and not know what was going on. And now I'm I'm, I'm with the offense and, and I'm on the headset and making some decisions with that. Um, so definitely a lot different, but uh, I'm really enjoying it and lucky to be surrounded by so many good people. Coming off, uh, obviously, the huge win and maybe the biggest in school history in terms of non-conference, you got to turn the page and get to Big Sky play. And certainly there's no chance of overlooking an opponent because Idaho is a heck of a football team. Yeah, really strong. I think in most polls that you would see there in the top 10 in the country, they got picked um, by the media as the number two team in the Big Sky. I think we were below them. Um, so they have a lot of guys coming back in the skill positions. They're a great challenge. They've got a tremendous quarterback, got a tremendous defense. They've been playing really good defense. They they were leading at, at Cal 17 to nothing um, just on Saturday. Before that, they beat Nevada 33 to 6. So a uh, very good opponent. Um, our guys will be uh, – I've already watched them. We already had a meeting yesterday and kind of turned the page on going from Stanford and now into our Big Sky Conference home opener – or not home opener, but uh, Big Sky first road game. And um, – Guys will be ready. They're they're excited to to uh, play a good football team, and and it'll be easy because I'm sure it'll be a full house in the Kibbe Dome, and and it'll be a great atmosphere for for college football. You're pretty good at this. We'll have to do it again. <laughs> Appreciate it. I don't know about that, but thank you very much. Thank you for your coverage. You do a great job, and and uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot, Andy. Andy Thompson, head coach of the Sacramento State Hornets, coming off the great win over Stanford. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. You can subscribe to The Dave Lewis Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts, the video version available for you on YouTube. Your positive comments, the five-star reviews are huge, helps out in such a big way. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.